Hello, MavMind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the HypnoSales Show. Today, we're going to talk about how to hypnotize your customer. All right, I got to admit up front, this is sort of a clickbait title. I'm, you know, how to hypnotize your customer. You want to know how to hypnotize your customer? You're already doing it. If you're in a customer facing role like I am, you're already doing this all day long with your customers. Anytime you're engaging with them, talking with them, leading them down a discussion or presenting to them or trying to figure out a scope of work for a post-sale implementation or figure out what's, what it's going to take for them to make a decision to buy your product or service, you're hypnotizing them. Because you're, com you're having a conversation with them, you're focusing uh, on certain things, and you're helping them to not think about other things. You're keeping them on the path and the journey that you want them on to make sure they have the best customer experience possible pre and post sale. Guess what? They're also hypnotizing you, especially when they have some skill, when they're able to guide you through their process, when they bring you off track onto their track, and they kind of get you to come along with where they want to go, they're hypnotizing you the same way. You're allowing them to do that. So hypnosis is a naturally occurring state. And in some of my other videos, I talk about this. You know, it's environmentally induced. It's situationally induced all day long. And our subconscious is designed to protect us uh, in the moments where, uh, you know, we don't want to be hypnotized or we don't want to follow the direction they're going, or maybe when we feel like we should, like we want to be hypnotized. So we allow ourselves to be hypnotized by these situations all the time and the customer your customers are doing the same thing so it's understanding how it works in the mind like if the circle was to represent your mind you know i want to explain to you how this will work and how i use this knowledge about how this works subconscious uh, behavior subconscious type of reactions and uh, responses i use that to my advantage because there's this law called the law of requisite variety the law of requisite variety states that the person or system that has the most flexibility with regards to behavior can control the situation. So if you want to control your meetings and control that perfect customer experience for your prospects, customers, and clients, you need to have a variety or a bunch of flexibility when it comes to behavior in these different situations. So that's what these videos are about on this channel is to give you these different mechanisms, these different techniques and behaviors, uh, choices that you can make, options you can have at your disposal in order to demonstrate that flexibility and have that control uh, of that customer experience. Make sure it's the best one because they'll always come back and be loyal to you and recommend you and continue working with you if they have a great experience. So you have to control it. So understanding how the mind works uh, is really key. So if this was to represent the mind, I've, I've talked about this in other videos before, there's a, there's a part of it here that's called your conscious, and then there's this part that here that's your subconscious. And this is about makes up about 12% of your mind, and this makes up 88% of your mind right here, okay? Um, you can watch my other videos to get the details of why that is, but um, this is basically, uh, when you're talking to anyone, this is how much consciously, 12% is consciously what they're reacting to you uh, with uh, their behaviors and their responses, and then 88% is controlled by our subconscious. Now, there is also one other small little part down here called the primitive area, which is where um, you have uh, fight. I'm just going to draw a little uh, three Fs here. Fight, fight, flight, 
or freeze, fight, flight, or freeze. So in my other video, I have a, the F words of the subconscious. You can watch that to learn more about how this mechanisms work down here. This is the hard-coded mechanisms in all of our subconscious due to evolution that we can't get rid of. We have to react. It's there to protect us, either to tell us, do we need to fight this threat? Do we need to try to escape this threat and run away, flight, right? Or do we want, do, do we just want to freeze in place and then decide in a moment like what we should do, like which is the best option. In the freeze moment, that freeze moment, when we're caught off guard, like deer in the headlights. That's like that's the mechanism I like to use the most in order to control my meetings. So I'll talk about that in the other video. I'd have some examples and then I'll mention it a little bit here as well. All right, so in the subconscious, this part of the mind is being developed uh, our whole lives. We're, we're adding in things that are either positive associations so I'll put pluses to kind of represent those positive things, those positive experiences that we have. We have these positive experiences and we record them. And so we learn to identify these experiences when we see them again. When, and so these are all of our knowns. This is called knowns. All right. So let's put our knowns in here. Knowns like that. Okay. Now we also have negative, negative experiences as well. These negative experiences that are part of these knowns that we end up absorbing and learning and uh, taking into our subconscious our whole lives. Now, until about the age of nine, I'm going to put the, the age of nine right here at this line. This line doesn't exist until about the age of nine, eight or nine. We start to develop this, this difference between the subconscious and the conscious mind. So before eight or nine years old, everything is subconscious because we don't know how to think yet, right? We don't know, we don't understand logic. We don't look at things logically yet. You know, we haven't learned to do that. We haven't learned to think, right? To think for ourselves. I'll put the word think there. Um, we haven't learned to um, figure out what is reasonable or not, like reasons for things, like why things happen. We don't understand that yet until about eight or nine. And then we definitely learn uh, about eight or nine, we learn about willpower, how we can try to make things happen and will be willful about our intention. We have intention to do something and make effect something else. Until that age, we don't really understand all of that stuff. Just, everything is subconscious. So we listen to everybody and it's called being hyper-suggestible. We're hyper-suggestible from everybody wants to give us input, tell us about what things should be, how we should behave, what we're supposed to do, what's the right thing, wrong thing to do. So we're learning about right or wrong. And then when we get to about age eight or nine, we should already kind of know that and we should start creating this filter. So this is called a filter and it's, I'm going to put CM here for critical mind. It's called the critical mind is a, a term that some people in psychology and stuff use for this. And it's basically the filter that basically starts, we start protecting our subconscious and we start saying, wait a minute, let me think about that. Wait a minute. Let me analyze that. Wait a minute. Let me, let me decide. I want to decide. We make decisions in here too. I want to decide whether I want to accept that as a positive experience response that I want to remember and use or not. So this is where like objections come from. When you're dealing with customers and clients, they'll object because you might be proposing an idea that will go in here and then they'll stop it. And then they'll say, I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that. And then they'll reject that. So we end up rejecting this thing, right? We reject or object. We push back. We don't let it in. We're not going to just take that based on what you're telling us. We're not going to just say that, you know, put a positive here. No way. We're not going to do that. We're going to reject it right away. So that's what's happening in the critical mind 
whenever these these message units these are called message units okay that's the that's more the term in this model uh, called theory of mind this is a theory of mind model so the message units is like a bit of information that we're trying to let them know about or tell them and they have to process that information so if they have this critical mind after the age of nine, as you know, you're dealing with people in business, they're already adults, they probably have lots of critical mind filtering they can do, and they can process a bunch of message units coming from you and other people. And they can accept, some of them they'll accept in, they'll say, okay, I'll let that one in, and that's a positive, I like that one. That fits with my knowns. So even though you're giving them a new unknown thing, they, they, they identify where it fits in their subconscious, and they say, okay, that's a known, I'm gonna put that there, I like that. Or uh, I don't like that and I don't wanna ever see that again. So they'll make a negative note and it's a negative experience, and, but it's a known now, okay? And all the other things they're rejecting. Now, you gotta think about this for a moment. When you're dealing with your customer, when you're talking to them, and let's say you start explaining something too deep, you start going too deep technically, or you start telling, talk to them about your company and you spend too long on a slide. Like we all use slides, right, in the presentation. Let's say you spend a little too long on this slide. You're basically creating these different message units that are just coming in, right? And you're just bombarding them with information, right? And then what happens? It starts to it starts to wear this down, and it might kick off this fight fight mode. They start get frustrated with you, or they start having in, internal thoughts inside their mind. Um, they start thinking about what you're saying, and they start not really absorbing what you're saying, but the fact that you're just telling them too many things. And they start to judge and they start to reason that, and they start to get a little like upset. So that triggers this fight fight mode, or maybe they start ignoring you and there's the flight mode. They start ignoring you, start checking their emails, whatever, so they're just not interested. What you're sharing with them is not hypnotizing them anymore. It's causing them to, to basically reject it and, and they're gonna go somewhere else. So. Um, if you if you get enough of these things though, if you get enough of this bombarding, you can actually wear this down to where there's an opening and then, then things will come in. So like if, let's say, an example of this would be if they watch too many presentations all day long. Let's say they have back-to-back -back meetings with you and other vendors trying to figure out if your product or one of your competitors' products or services is better for them. If they have too many of them in a day, at the end of the day, they're gonna be worn down and this critical mind won't function anymore. And actually, the last vendor that, that talked to them may actually slip through because they can't defend, they can't really, like think about it anymore because they just got so much processing going on. So this is actually why it's good to go last when you're presenting to a customer. You wanna go last. If you know they're looking at a bunch, of, try, to, try to get on the schedule last so you can get after they've been worn down by everybody else, they're more, they're more highly suggestible. This is called a hyper-suggestibility state when this critical mind is worn down and it allows things in. So that's why you always wanna kinda of go at the end and the beginning take, to take advantage of uh, how this works. Now, obviously you also don't wanna like bombard them with too many things and make them mad or anything. So what you can do instead is you can engage this freeze mode. So I always like to uh, highlight this. In my other video on the F words of the subconscious, I talk, I talk about this a little bit more detail, but the freeze mode is sort of where they're not quite sure if they want to get angry and challenge you, or they're not quite sure if they want to just ignore you and start doing something else. They're actually trying to decide it's interesting enough. What you're saying is interesting enough, but they kind of don't know what, what they, how they want to do it. So, uh, so what, how I invoke, how I evoke this trigger, this mechanism to work is I will start out with a presentation or I'll have an SE do a demo or whatever. 
and start to bring in these message units in about all about our product, about why it's a benefit, whatever. And then, and then I'll just break the pattern and I'll stop it. I'll just stop. I'll say, I'll tell my SE, stop, just stop demoing for a minute. Just, just stop sharing. Or I'll stop sharing if I'm, I'll say, all right, I'm just going to stop sharing right here. And I'll just stop sharing in the Zoom or whatever. Because we're all on Zoom nowadays, right? So I just stop sharing. And then it causes this freeze. They're just like, they don't know what's going on. What, what's happening? I break the pattern and I'll freeze and I'll say, look, I was originally planning to go through all these slides, but I just, I'm realizing right now that if I'm going to guide you towards having the best experience you can with me and my company and my SE and our, and our, just the whole experience with us, um, I'm realizing I, I probably don't need to share slides with you. What I need to do, or I don't need a demo for you right now. What I think would be better is if we just had a conversation about this and really figure out like what really matters to you and what do you really need to see? Because I don't want you to have a preconceived idea that we have to go through all these different motions if you're ready to make a decision now, or if you're already kind of know what you want. I want to just get to the point and figure this out because I don't want to waste your time or mine or my SEs. I would rather just figure out, let's just understand each other and let's just have a conversation for a moment. And then if we decide that we need to have a slide to demonstrate or show or a demo to show something specific, let's do that. But right now I just don't want to do it for the sake of just doing it because it's just, I don't want you upset with me. I don't want you ignoring me. I want this to really count for you because my goal is to make sure you have the best experience you ever can imagine with us. And I'm realizing now that, that we need to stop sharing and we need to just talk. Okay. Is that be all right with you? You know, so, so basically I'm breaking the pattern and then, and then they have to come out of this freeze mode. And now they're appreciating that I'm thinking about them versus thinking about me and what I want to share. I, I try to get them to share. Okay. So that's one of the ways I've done it. There's other ways you can use this mechanisms and understanding there's these different uh, message units that they have, like I said, going at the end of the day um, or just m trying to realize if they're already in a hyper suggestibility state, maybe the pain, maybe all these things, maybe have, they have a pain that is so bad that it's just making them think about it all day long. They're just, they can't, they're worried about their job. They're worried about their situation because of all the pain it's causing them personally, personally affecting, maybe not the rest of the team, but maybe the champion, the one you've identified, that pain could be something that's giving the message units. And then you, you're actually talking to them at the point where now they're really hyper suggestible because this has been worn down. So anything you say, you can turn, you can talk about competitors and turn, um, you know, these positives they have over here, these knowns, you can turn them into negatives and you can make things that they might've thought were negative, make them actually reframe it to be positive. They're more suggestible. So that's why we always say like in all the sales trainings you probably had, right? If you can find the pain or find the gain, that's why this works because the pain is a bombarding them with all these thoughts that they're internally are having in their conscious, subconscious and conscious mind. And they're worried about it. Um, it's basically wearing down their critical mind. So, so that's why whenever you talk with someone that doesn't have a lot of pain or they don't, that, that's, they, they're, they don't have any of these openings. It's all, it's all closed off and you can't, you can't really talk to them in a way that's going to help them uh, listen to you. They're not going to really listen to you if they don't have a lot of pain that's wearing down this critical mind. Or, uh, or if, you, if you need to invoke this freeze mechanism or maybe and then more sophisticated, you can get them a little bit upset, but then, then help them not to be upset. That's another technique. Maybe I'll do another video on that specifically. But I just wanted to share the model first in this video so you understand the basic concept 
of theory of mind here and how customers are hypnotized and how they're hypnotizing you. They're doing the same thing to you sometimes too. And if you understand and become aware of this, now you can be exhibit more flexibility in your behavior to deal with the situation. And through the law of requisite variety, you can control it more and make sure that they have the best customer experience ever. I know you find value in this. I look forward to you sharing this with someone else, liking this um, and following me or just searching MavMind on Google and find some of my other free videos. They're all free. I love sharing this stuff and I look forward to seeing you in the next HypnoSales show. And until then, just make sure you stay safe and healthy and I'll see you next time. All right. Bye.